0: This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents Fables for Our Time, written by longtime New Yorker essayist James Thurber. Read by Peter Ustinov, these fables were written in 1940 and are still appropriate today.
1: The Courtship of Arthur and Al. Once upon a time there was a young beaver named Al, and an older beaver named Arthur. They were both in love with a pretty little female. She looked with disfavour upon the young beaver's suit, because he was a harum-scarum and a 'er ne'er-do-well. He had never done a single gnaw of work in his life, for he preferred to eat and sleep, and to swim lazily in the streams, and to play Now I'll Chase You with the girls.' The older beaver had never done anything but work from the time he got his first teeth. He had never played anything with anybody. When the young beaver asked the female to marry him, she said she wouldn't think of it unless he amounted to something. She reminded him that Arthur had built thirty-two dams and was working on three others, whereas he, Al, had never even made a breadboard or a pin tray in his life. Al was very sorry, but he said he would never go to work just because a woman wanted him to. Thereupon she offered to be a sister to him, but he pointed out that he already had seventeen sisters. So he went back to eating and sleeping and swimming in the streams, and playing Spider in the Parlour with the girls. The female married Arthur one day at the lunch hour. He could never get away from work for more than one hour at a time. They had seven children, and Arthur worked so hard supporting them, he wore his teeth down to the gum line. His health broke in two before long, and he died, without ever having had a vacation in his life. The young beaver continued to eat and sleep and swim in the streams and play unbutton-your-shoe with the girls. He never got anywhere, but he had a long life and a wonderful time. Moral, it is better to have loafed and lost, than never to have loafed at all. The Tortoise and the Hare There was once a wise young tortoise who read in an ancient book about a tortoise who had beaten a hare in a race. He read all the other books he could find, but in none of them was there any record of a hare who had beaten a tortoise. The wise young tortoise came to the natural conclusion that he could outrun a hare, so he set forth in search of one. In his wanderings he met many animals who were willing to race him, weasels, stoats, dachshunds, badger boars, short-tailed field mice, and ground squirrels. But when the tortoise asked if they could outrun a hare, they all said no, they couldn't, with the exception of a dachshund named Freddy, and nobody paid any attention to him. Well, I can, said the tortoise, so there is no use wasting my time on you. And he continued his search. After many days, the tortoise finally encountered a hare and challenged him to a race. <laughs> what are you going to use for legs? asked the hare. Never mind that, said the tortoise. Read this. He showed the hare the story in an the ancient book, complete with moral, about the swift not always being so terribly fast. Tosh, said the hare, you couldn't go fifty feet in an hour and a half, whereas I can go fifty feet in one and a fifth seconds. Posh, said the tortoise, you probably won't even finish a second. We'll see about that, said the hare. So they marked off a course fifty feet long. All the other animals gathered around. A bullfrog set them on their marks, a gun dog fired a pistol, and they were off. When the hare crossed the finish line, the tortoise had gone approximately eight and three-quarter inches. Moral. A new broom may sweep clean, but never crushed an old saw. The patient bloodhound. In May 1937, a bloodhound who lived in Wapakoneta Falls, Ohio, was put on the trail of a man suspected of a certain crime. The bloodhound followed him to Akron, Cleveland, Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester, Albany, and New York. The Westminster Dog Show was going on at the time, but the bloodhound couldn't get to the garden because the man got on the first ship for Europe. The ship landed at Cherbourg, and the bloodhound followed the man to Paris, Beauvais, Calais, Dover, London, Chester, Hlandudno, Betty and Edinburgh, where the dog wasn't able to take in the international sheep trials. From Edinburgh, the bloodhound trailed the man to Liverpool, but since the man immediately got on a ship for New York, the dog didn't have a chance to explore the wonderful Liverpool smells. In America again, the bloodhound traced the man to Teaneck, Tenafly, Nyack, and Peapak, where the dog didn't have time to run with the Peapak beagles. From Peapak, the hound followed the man to Cincinnati, St. Louis, Kansas City, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Columbus, Akron, and finally back to Wapakoneta Falls. There the man was acquitted of the crime he had been followed for. The bloodhound had developed fallen paw pads, and he was so worn out he could never again trail anything that was faster than a turtle. Furthermore, since he had gone through the world with his eyes and nose to the ground, he had missed all its beauty and excitement. Moral, the paths of glory at least lead to the grave but the paths of duty may not get you anywhere. THE LITTLE GIRL AND THE WOLF One afternoon, a big wolf waited in a dark forest for a little girl to come along, carrying a basket of food to her grandmother. Finally, a little girl did come along, and she was carrying a basket of food. Uh, Are you carrying that basket to your grandmother? asked the wolf, the little girl said yes, she was. So the wolf asked her where her grandmother lived, and the little girl told him, and he disappeared into the wood. When the little girl opened the door of her grandmother's house, she saw that there was somebody in bed with a nightcap and nightgown on. She had approached no nearer than twenty-five feet from the bed when she saw that it was not her grandmother but the wolf, For even in a nightcap, a wolf does not look any more like your grandmother than the Metro-Goldwyn-Lion looks like Calvin Coolidge. So the little girl took an automatic out of her basket and shot the wolf dead. Moral. It is not so easy to fool little girls nowadays as it used to be.
0: This has been Harper Audio. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kHz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, Please call 1-800-C-Harper or 717-941-1214, or send mail to Harper at townhall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by Harper and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNET Technologies and MFS DataNet.